It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Here's the give. Walker! Kenny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and so yes. caught! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They did it! Armand Ross, they brought the receiving end! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from a young Cabrera. He's got two goals. Marvin Inundo scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine. Welcome in to Exit Bros from Michigan Sports Network. Anthony Bellino will join us just a second. He's he's getting his uh his video connected here. So that's why you see him. Ryan LD, Dan Kahalen. Right here on your screen. Great first day of the US Open. It's very rare that you get to fall asleep to golf. At 10.30 at night. On a Gosh, weekday. what a dump that place is. People can shoot 62 there. Wow, Ugh, how gross. Loser, loser course. I said that, Dan. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was trying to follow along. To what? Wait, oh, to when, the call. No, no, no. When, when you sent that, the 262. I'm yeah. talking about how people dog Detroit Golf Club because people can shoot well there. They're so, professionals. It happens. That was my point. Yeah, and I, I tried to look that up like on Twitter or in the news or anywhere um, just to see if there were like any like really bad reviews or if it was just like the general Oh, it's not public. bad reviews. It's yeah. Oh, not, not of the course of the conditions, just that it's not – basically people say, you know, it's not a worthy course, which it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, guys are going to go low regardless. Exactly. You know, what's the, what's most recently, what is the worst score to win a U.S. Open? Was it Shinnecock Hills? Off the top of my head, that would be the first one that comes to mind where it's like, yeah, that course was damn near unplayable. There's not, not, there's not really a whole lot anybody could do. I mean, they fried the greens, nothing stuck. The, the fescue, the heather was outrageously long. Let's see here. The uh, yes, yeah, Shinnecock, it was one over was the winning score. And did you find that that was enjoyable to watch? I mean, it always it, the US Open always is, but it does stink when the guys are like hacking it out of uh, you know, of the rough. They're 3 feet into the rough and they're hacking it to just to get it into the fairway. Those are ridiculous. Yes, I yeah, that they they were getting out of hand with the rough. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but for me personally, I don't want to turn on the TV and see guys play golf like us. I get to watch people like us play golf regularly throughout the season. 
that's not how that's you know i want to see incredible shot making like i want to see uh you know the course is the course looks tough it had me bamboozled i thought forever that the you know going into this based on what i'd seen from like the course map i mean if anybody listened to the conversation yesterday justin cruz i mean cruz said you know you could have a, a, a day one very low number and i was like yo how are these guys gonna be able to do this i mean they're pros exactly what you just said they're gonna that, that's what the, this is what they do for a living like this this is how they because uh there's a a par four that's 301 yards and Thigala was hitting a four hybrid into it. <laughs> That's how. It's crazy. Just absolutely crazy. But that's, I mean, this is, that's what they do. This is, this is what they do. They are that good to be able to do it. Uh, there was low numbers yesterday and it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. It was, um, you know, it was, it was fine. I, I had fun those, watching. Those it. greens looked really tricky. And they looked really nice too. Yeah, they looked fast, but they looked up. Uh, they looked fast, but it seemed like if you're trying to play it fast, then you weren't hitting it hard enough because of the breaks on that green. It was, saw saw a couple guys putt off the green to have it come back on over like big. Uh, if you missed like the big ridge and your ball hit and it ran away from the flag stick, you'd have to go like up over the undulation of the green, and and it's fun. It's great. Maybe next year they'll add like a loop or a windmill. Maybe an elephant. Clown. You're going to die, clown. Uh, What else is going on in the uh, sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. All right, huge news. Uh, How about the Detroit Tigers getting the victory yesterday? Congratulations to them. That's a big-time interdivision win there. 8-4 over the Minnesota Twins. More on that uh, coming up. We had, uh, what, the CONCACAF Nations League taking place. United States beat Mexico 3-0, but the uh, referee stopped the game. I don't know. Did you guys see this? Stopped the game was halted before the completion of the second half. Uh, the ref had already handed out four red cards in the game, paused the game in the 89th minute due to anti-gay chanting heard from the crowd at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And you stopped the game. So, <laughs> so you have that going on. A little rowdy there. U.S. winning 3-0, though. That's kind, of, uh, that's kind of impressive. The Chiefs are celebrating their Super Bowl title in style, and they did so at a private ring ceremony their new ring has 613 diamonds, 609 round diamonds, and four marquee diamonds, and 35 rubies, totaling 16.1 carats. I have no idea what I just said, but it sounds expensive. DeAndre Hopkins visited the New England Patriots. Uh, he's in no rush to sign, according to sources, so he's just going to keep, uh, I guess, just keep visiting people. Until there's, I mean, if there was a really good deal, you'd think you'd get some news out there, but nothing yet. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins is frustrated by his contract situation. Oh, my goodness. How many of these stories are we going to have this offseason? I mean, what's the contract situation? You don't have health insurance? Um, scheduled to make $1.391 million this season. Good. 
Guy's played probably what, 10 games in four years. He's missed more games than he's played. He's missed 27 games. He's played 23. Yeah. So I don't think you can be sitting there being upset about your contract situation when you've been hurt from over over half your contract. Why do these, like, everybody and their mother right now it seems to be complaining about their contract. You guys all, like, I don't know. Maybe they don't understand. I'm not sure. Uh, the Albany Empire, you've never heard of them. And that's okay. They're owned by Antonio Brown. They were kicked out of the Arena League. The National Arena League uh, kicked out this team on Thursday after uh, team owner Antonio Brown failed to pay a required fee or a fine that he had received uh, after some recent public comments. So the Arena League, they're done with Antonio Brown. And good. Most everybody is. We're almost all the way done with him as a person. I would say, you know, this is the first I've heard of him in, in a long time. Uh, so that's probably a good thing for all of us. Veteran forward, uh, forward Danilo Gallinari has exercised his $6.8 million player option to return to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics and Pistons, could they be wheeling and dealing? We'll talk about what uh, what seems to be the, I don't know, where there's smoke, is there fire, or is this all just a bunch of hullabaloo? We'll get into it. But yes, are the Pistons and, and Celtics a team, two teams that are matched up that have, maybe have some interest. Victor Wembenyama's Metropolitan's 92 season ends with a loss. NBA draft coming up next. They said he might not play in the NBA Summer League. And Ray Lewis III, son of Ravens Hall of Famer Ray Lewis, passes away at the age of 28. Lewis's younger brother, Rashawn Lewis, posted about his sibling's death Thursday in an Instagram story. Details not yet known uh, for the cause. We'll step aside. We'll come back, talk Tigers baseball next. Here on X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Bill Simonson here for my good friends at Bean Garter. They're now a Dorn Mayhew firm. They're based in Troy, where Dorn Mayhew is located on the east side of the state. Bean Garter will stay in their existing location in downtown Grand Rapids. And Josh Garvey has been named the managing shareholder. Josh was appointed by Dorn Mayhew's board of directors. And Josh will lead the West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids in its vision, growth, culture, strategy, and client relationships. And Josh is very honored to lead the Grand Rapids office forward as the next managing shareholder. Bean Garter has had the privilege of serving the West Michigan market for nearly 75 years. And Josh's vision is to uphold that commitment and keep their firm focused on creating meaningful impact relationships in their local community. Congratulations to Josh Garvey as Bean Garter and Dorn Mayhew are now stronger together. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. 
talks all morning long on the Meyer guest line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Torkelson with a drive. Left center field. That'll get him home. Fairling scores. So does Rogers. Torkelson with a clutch two-run double here in the ninth to extend the Tigers' lead. Matt Shepard, Valley Sports Detroit there with the call last night. Torkelson double gave a 7-4 lead in the ninth. Oh, that was a that was a beauty. Good to see our boy Eric Haas out there doing some work as well, wasn't that? I mean, anytime Eric Haas gets a hit, I get excited. That's a whoop. there it is. Center field. That's gonna get down. He delivers Torkelson home. Carpenter's getting the way home as well. Baez wants three. The throw is cut off. Baez is in there safely. It's a two-run triple, and we are tied. Man alive. That was the uh, that was the, the Baez uh, triple, and then Eric Haas had the RBI uh, ground out. Detroit would move up 5-4 uh, after that because Javi was wheeling around the bases. And what a really good offensive day for the Detroit Tigers. Just enough to suck you right back into this whole thing, huh? That's what they want to do? That's how you guys want to do this? Okay, that's fine. They just give us a little glimmer of hope. Eight to four is the is the final score. It's the first of four games in the series against the divisional leading Minnesota Twinkies. You're six games back. Could you be three games back at the end of this thing? They hate they hate the Twinkies nickname. Who does? They do. The Minnesota Twins. They do. Yeah, I mean that's it's you know usually uh, not all nicknames come out in favor. Uh, it's just something you got to deal with. Like and uh, what you are. Diamondbacks hate D. They hate D backs. They hate D backs. They put D backs on their jerseys. I'm talking like the hearing like verbally. They don't like hearing it. They would rather the full name ver- be verbalized. Diamondbackers. So wait, the Diamondbacks put D-backs on they their jersey. They, they, and but somebody... it's, just, it's just like Matthew and Matt Stafford. It's the same thing. You know? Michael and Mike Malone. You need five fireball shooters for Michael Malone turn to Mike. It's... <laughs> Prison Mike. Oh, that's what he was yesterday at the parade. Man, he was... Uh... It's nice to see Coach be the drunkest one at the parade. <laughs> My man was having a great time. It's he... how we... It's Bruce E.B., let's run it back! It's how we Irish do it. Man, he was... Uh... Hey, man, he's been there for eight years. He's one of the longest tenure coaches in the NBA. He, he might be, like, third? He is third, third longest yeah, tenure. Yeah, Spolstra, Pop, and him. Which is sad that eight years makes you the third longest tenured coach. Oh yeah, I mean, based on current NBA trends, he'll get fired next next year because of he won the title. You know what I mean? Like that's just the 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 nature of the league there. But yeah, he was uh, he was having a great time. Who had more fun, Mike Malone or the Tigers yesterday? How about Matt Boyd? He had a pretty good day. Eight strikeouts in six innings, seven hits, four in runs. He was feeling pretty good. And shout out to a Bally Sports. They they finally picked a single game parlay winner nice. in their broadcast. Hey, now mine hit the first one I did this year. So, but it's it's only only like three or four I've hit this season. Yeah. 
So congrats to to whoever picks those for Bally. Way to go, Jay Stu. He he did it because I believe it was a Torkelson hit, Correa hit, and Boyd six plus strikeouts. Wow, that's uh that's quite the so plus three seventy. Wow, Boyd six plus strikeouts. Yeah, so yeah. I think plus three seventy was their single game parlay, which isn't a bad one. Hmm. Interesting. That's uh. That's quite the parlay for one game. Uh, Torque was two for five, had two RBI, so that's good for him. Two runs scored, and most importantly, no strikeouts. Good for him. Javi Baez, two for five, couple RBI, couple runs scored, only one strikeout. And had Jake Rogers not struck out three times, he was one for four with three Ks. This team would have only had four strikeouts as an entire team. And McKinstry had two of those in the leadoff spot. He was 0 for 5. So outside of that, like, hey, not too shabby. Kind of a good day for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, after losing those two, uh, it was nice to face a division opponent. I don't know if you guys have seen the stats about the Braves. Um, They have 100 batted balls over 110 miles an hour. No other team has more than 50. Uh, Acuna has 35 balls hit over 110 miles an hour. They So they just hit rockets constantly. And, yeah, the Tigers were not – they they couldn't handle that. Well, <laughs> so yeah, the fact that the Tigers took one game versus Atlanta, it's like that's, that's, pretty that's a win in a series for itself for Detroit just because Atlanta's way far and better. So it's like, hey, even though it's a home series – you can take one. You were in the, a few games with them. It's like that's a good kind of measuring stick for for Detroit at this moment for the season. Yeah, just don't get swept, right? Just don't be take embarrassed. One. Yeah, just take one and 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 be good with it. And, yeah, and a- also Jake Rogers, stop hitting home runs. Tigers are like zero and twelve in the last get twelve games. Rogers has hit a home run. Into that Braves uh, series, real quick. I mean, just try to try to not throw up a meatball to Acuna. Outside of that, like, yeah, you come right back. Here's the divisional leader. I feel like we really haven't. Now the White Sox series, uh, you know, getting swept. That was god awful. After winning three out of four against them, like that, that was that was embarrassing. But we really haven't played a whole lot in our division so far. Well, it's coming now. Oh yeah, and it's in about time. Right, it's about time. Like they've had a pretty difficult schedule. Uh, they're still twenty eight and thirty nine, so you're still eleven games back. But it's a, um, you know, they've they've got a, They've got a chance here to to make up to make up some ground against some divisional opponents. But you can't have what happened against the White Sox. Uh, you, you can't you can't allow that to happen again. That was that was bad. Tonight's first pitch uh, will be at eight ten this evening. So. If you want to watch a little Tigers baseball on this Friday, I can't believe it's already Friday, but that's what happens. Time flies when you're having fun. And um, yeah, if they can if they can win the series, split the series, maybe take three out of four, you feel pretty good about uh, about what this team has accomplished this week with the win against the Braves and then potentially a series win. And who knows how we'll be talking about it Monday. I don't want to lay that uh, that really big jinx. Uh, on them you know like we did a couple weeks ago about sweeping the white Sox. but hey if they can win the series and you feel feel really good about uh opening up things on on monday uh we're going to step aside when we return should the lions 
participate in Hard Knocks again. And Jack Campbell, why all this panic? We'll talk about that. Tim Twentyman will join us in hour number three, my conversation with him. Uh, on on what uh, what happened there throughout OTAs, we've got rumors about Zion Williamson in Detroit. Uh, I mean, just no, please no. Is beef stew on the trade block? Man, that kind of caught me a little off guard yesterday with all the uh, the Boston Celtics fans talking about they think that you know Isaiah Stewart might have a little bit of trade value. So we got a lot to get to. Uh, keep it locked right here to X's and Bros. Uh, the golf season is here, folks, and uh, Matt Golden and his team ready to welcome you to one of the best golfing experiences in the great state of Michigan. Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes offers not one but two championship courses, Tullymore and St. Ives. It's located on our north of Grand Rapids, 30 minutes west of Mount Pleasant. It's top-of-line golf, it's top-of-line accommodations, and it's smack dab in the middle of the state, so it's easy to get to no matter where you are located. Visit TullymoreGolf.com, TullymoreGolf.com, or call 1-800-972-4837. That's 1-800-972-4837. Book your stay and play at Tullymore today. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more X's and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Have a blast with Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Saturdays in June, two players every hour win $1,500 premium play. On June 24th, the 11 p.m. winner rolls out in a new Coachman Catalina Legacy Edition. It's Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at FreddyThePizzaMan.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, ThePizzaMan.com. Or email FreddyThePizzaMan at gmail.com.
listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000. Or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to Danny Kahalen, Ryan Elke, and Anthony Bellino. Hey folks, step into a world of nonstop action with the DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, slots. Maybe catch a hot hand at a dice game like I would at the craps table. Plus, you could enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Wow! All you got to do is sign up, select the offer of your choice, and start playing from a full suite of games. Download the DraftKings Casino app right now. Sign up using the promo code HUGE, promo code H-U-G-E, and get a match of your first deposit of $5 or more. Up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only at DraftKings Casino. Only using the promo code HUGE. Now, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, needs help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline, would you? Just call 800 800- Two seven zero seven one one seven. Easy for me to say. Uh, Twenty one plus. Michigan only. One per opt-in customer. Minimum five dollar deposit. Max match of two thousand. Deposit and bonus amount required. Fifteen times playthrough within thirty days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com/slash/players-choice restrictions. Do apply. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. All right, two big stories that are coming out. One we're going to talk about a little bit later with Tim Twentyman, and that is about the linebackers. Um, but I, we got we to get into this conversation. I, I battled this all day yesterday. All day yesterday. So we'll get into Jack Campbell and what's happening there. But first, NFL Films has reportedly reached out to the Detroit Lions to film a second consecutive season of Hard Knocks. Detroit Lions training camp. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of flattered. I'm kind of flattered by that. I mean, it seems like, you know, when you when you look at when Hard Knocks went to Cleveland and showed how dysfunctional and how screwed up Hugh Jackson was, that's like the worst case scenario. When Hard Knocks comes to Detroit, it shows you how much fun this team could be, right? You know, think about it. Hard Knocks coming back to Allen Park. Hard Knocks coming back to the Motor City. Oh, more slow-mo montages of Dan Campbell and Jared Goff. Jameer Gibbs. Doing down-ups. J-Mo with like a like a handful of dice and a pocket full of thousands. And some buffs. Who says no to that? I mean, come on. Hard Knocks is back. They're hitting the sled. Big V's in, back please. out there. They fix his back. I think this is perfect. I really do. I mean, why not be the first team to have back-to-back? And the problem is, is that they're having trouble because the rest of these teams stink, and they can't force them really. I mean, they can kind of force them. Say, they've asked politely. The teams have said no. So the teams they can force are Chicago, New Orleans, Washington, or the Jets. So... Do you know which team would be forced to do that? If it'd be the Jets, yes, they would have to go with Aaron Rodgers and which I think Washington might be interesting. No, just with all the drama around the team. Yeah, that drama is like out of the building now. 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and that was that. There was a lot there from the like the you know what are they going to do? Going to you know, Dan Snyder's office? Like, oh, here's the new owner. Like, nobody wants to see that. Like, you want to see the players, the Bears. It's like WWE segment. Exactly. The Saints. Uh, the Saints might be kind of fun. Remember, remember they got a new quarterback. That's kind of a big deal. Um, but I, they want Detroit. You know, they want Detroit. The question is, does Detroit want them? Don't you want to see Sam Laporta like stretched out making catches? Don't you want to see Aiden Hutchinson put the eye black on? Reminds me the in-season team. No. No, definitely not in-season. That that in-season, as much as we'd love it, as much as we would love to be able to carry the training camp, and we all wanted that. We wanted to carry that right into the season. Shout out to NFL Films. Hey, this really cute camera girl running around. Anyways, it's neither here nor there. They had a... uh, You can't do it in-season. They did it with the Colts. I think that's where the Lions will probably... Because if you're HBO, you're like, all right, maybe reading the lines to carry the in-season rings because we had the Colts and the Cardinals. Woo. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so if you're the Lions, yeah. if they ask you in-season, you kind of can – you hold the cards and say, no, like, you know, we'll be your last option for training camp or preseason hard knocks, but that's it. Yeah, the in-season, and Rod Wood said, we're probably going to take a year off. Yeah. So uh, the two teams that have done it in in the last two years, Arizona Cardinals and Indianapolis Colts, didn't work out too well for them either. You know, both of those coaches are gone. So that, that's, a, that's what he said. I mean, those are his words. Um, I, I thought it was very interesting. The Lions reached out to NFL Films to be on the show, and then afterwards they admitted that the depiction of Hard Knocks was ultimately beneficial to the team. I knew we were one of like three or four teams, and I called and said, if we're chosen, I guarantee you we'll do a good job. And I thought coming off a 3-13 and 13 year, uh, get some shot of energy from it, and then I think it turned out even better than we thought. The crew from NFL Films was great. Uh, they were great. I, I heard nothing but you know, very positive things about their interactions and how they conducted their business. I think that that's a lot of, a lot of teams' concern. Because, you know, they're going to have their stories and they're going to fall like the the easy story I thought was a non-story. We were talking about a guy that's got to barely make the practice squad. Like they should have done more on like Tom Kennedy last year or somebody who could actually come in and make an impact, um, you know, something like that. But you think about like where the crew is at, what they're doing. Um, it, it does take some time for your your players and your coaches to get adjusted to the fact that, hey, yes, we are mic'd up. But NFL Films is not Amazon. It's not. It's NFL Films. It's owned by the NFL. Like this is their. So even if you were to say something reckless, you're. It's not gonna. It probably will not come out. Like you're. Pro, you're. You're pretty guarded. You get the final say on a lot of things. Like it. Ultimately, like Rod Wood just said, it worked out great for the Lions because it gave people. Number one, it put us on the forefront. Right, it put us in everybody's home, so that was very important. And if you're an NFL fan, you probably have HBO, even if you just signed up for the free trial and you just want just want to watch through Hard Knocks. You're probably going to sign up for HBO for this as an NFL fan, right? And now you put the Detroit Lions brand in front of everyone. They have a very likable team, not only from a cast of characters, even though guys like 
you know, Jamal Williams are, you know, have since, you know, this roster turnover, it happens every year at the NFL is a 30 to 40% turnover rate. So, you know, think guys are going to come and go. It happens, but you won over the fans in the viewers nationwide with some very likable players, great story in a number two pick with a hometown kid, Naden Hutchinson and, you know, Dan Campbell and his coaching staff. Like people fell in love with the idea that, yo, these coaches are like real people. They're, They've done this before, and that helps them at such a level connect with their guys, and it and it shows. It absolutely shows. So if Hard Knocks wants to come back for training camp, I'm all in. As much as I'd love to be able to have something that ran all season, like can you imagine that? Think about it from our perspective. Hard Knocks airs on what, Tuesdays? That's a, that's a softball every Wednesday. We could talk about just the episode every Wednesday. So from our perspective, I think it's great. From the team's perspective, I, I, don't, I don't want it in season. I'm sorry. The, the Lions have their one pride productions or they put, they put out like the uh, in the den or inside the den or whatever it's called. They're on their YouTube and on their website. Like I'm good with that. They, um, who was it? Mo was just seen. They clipped him going like, where's in the den? You know, he's screaming or whatever in the office. He handles uh, all of the all of the players and, and like alumni relations and things of that nature. Great guy. He, uh, but yeah, it's great. Like one pride productions does a great job. Is it NFL films? No, but NFL films is the cream of, cream of the crop when it comes to sports documentary f- filming. There's nothing that's ever going to be better. Amazon Prime can try it. They can do their you know everybody's copying off of what Hard Knocks started. That's what everybody's looking to do. But it's the music, it's the presentation, it's the narration by Liam. What's his name? Like he's, uh, you know, he, it's just it is what it is. It's a it's a great product. If they want to bring it back for training camp, I hope that they do. And the other, t- I would have thought that the other teams. I think that the only reason you're afraid of it is because you have some dysfunction. Because I think that when you look at what you just had with the Detroit Lions, if you're a team like the Commanders that's had such negative publicity. Unless you got a whole bunch of unlikable guys on your team, and they would know that you know more than we would. Okay, maybe you don't do it. If you're the Saints, that's I, I kind of like that in New Orleans. I kind of do. The Jets have probably the best stories with the defense that's ready to go. Robert Sala, you would think that the Jets would kind of want. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a, a wacko, but outside of that, like you'd think that the Jets would want this to kind of build up some of their rapport, especially in their own state. Maybe they can get a couple swing votes, leaving the Giants headed over to the Jets, and then uh, the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Chicago Bears. I can't. I mean, I I don't see much of a storytelling going on there from Chicago, with a very overrated quarterback, a subpar offensive line, uh, no defense. We are going to thump the Bears twice by a combined score of fifty points. Now let's get to this other thing, Jack Campbell. All right. What was said, I think, is very important here. And what was said as the position coaches met on Monday at the podium, Jack Campbell is the 18th overall pick. And Kelvin Shepard, who is the linebacker's coach, said, quote, it's proven here. I know it's like the right thing to say, but it is proven. We are going to play the best players. We do not care what that looks like. It is known. Yeah, And when that starts top down, it's easy for me to walk into my locker room after we take a guy, pick 18, because in probably 20 other rooms, that player's starting and there's nothing you can do about it as a position coach. 
Well, that's not the case here. If Jack isn't the top two or three, Jack will continue to go through the process of rookie development until he hits that mark. What is everybody worried about? I saw an Instagram post that got sent to the group chat. Then the guy, John Boyd, called me immediately. He, he wanted to FaceTime me. He explained this waste of a pick to me, he says. That's what he said. Explain this waste of a pick to me. I said, who's a waste of a pick? He said, Jack Campbell, he's a bomb. He won these awards. You guys are telling me he's a good linebacker. He's not even going to start. I said, I know this is very, very difficult for you, Mr. John Boyd. I know this is very difficult for you, but you got to. It's a foreign concept to Lions fans. And that's why this is hard to process. When you are picking at the top of the draft, right, in the top 10, you're looking for a franchise player that can come in day one and start. That's what you're looking for in first rounders. You're looking for immediate impact guys, right? But what's interesting about that, and Lions fans have never seen this before, so I get it and I understand. That's why I'm here to explain this. If you're picking at the later stage of the draft, like let's say picks 25 through 32, that guy might be an impact player, but he might not start. Not like it matters if you start or not. All that matters is if you're out there playing and contributing. Uh, starters just, you know, it's just a term that, you know, fans are going to be like, oh, doesn't matter. Are, when, are, when you go out there, are you making an impact for the team? Yes or no? In a positive way for your team. If yes, then you're doing your job. But those teams that are picking 25 to 32 typically don't have somebody that they desperately need to come in and start, right? Why is that? Because they were just at the playoffs. That's why. They're a good team. That's why. Now, when you're picking at the top end of the draft, those top 10 picks, and you're doing so religiously year after year after year, you don't know how to reprogram yourself to think that wait just a moment here. We might actually... It may be believed by the Detroit Lions coaching staff that our team is actually in pretty good shape. That you might not be a rookie that walks in and starts day one. And that is a foreign concept to Lions fans. Because when you're picking in the top portion of the draft, well, they have to start. We need them. You desperately need a kid straight from college to come in and be a starter much like where the Lions were at the previous year with Aiden Hutchinson. When you have a guy who is a six-round pick that plays his way into being a starter, that should be a good sign for Anthony. you as a Lions fan looking at the coaching staff, saying that, you know what? We don't care that this guy's a six-rounder and we're paying other people more money. We're going to play the guy that gives us the best chance to win. That's what we believe. And then when your coach comes right back out and says, hey, look, if Jack isn't starting, you know, it doesn't matter that he was picked 18, and that doesn't happen everywhere in the NFL. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Do you think um, in people's brains that sixth pick was actually the Lions? Like Yes, people, 100%. Yes, because the Lions were supposed to pick there, but like they people, don't the, the Lions pick was 18. 18. They were in the middle of the pack in the whole league. Yes. The reason they got six is because the LA Rams stunk. That's what, that's it. And that six pick got moved back to 12 via trade and turned into Jameer Gibbs. And Jameer Gibbs was even selected six spots ahead 
of where the Lions were actually, uh, where, where they were supposed to pick, which was 18, right? And so when Kelvin Shepard says in around the rest of the league, your draft position matters. Like, oh, he's you know, top, top whatever pick, got to play him. That doesn't happen here. That should give you the utmost confidence that you have actual football adults running the show. And I don't know. I'm not really sure. I thought about this yesterday for a long time. Like, was, like we don't have another Jelani Tavai. Hey, yeah. we drafted him here. He's got he's to play. play. Gotta he's got to play. play. Killian Hayes, he's got to play. Why you took him seventh? He has to play. He's not a starter, but he's got to play. You're not going to win games, but he's got to play. We picked him at seven. Sit his ass on the bench. He ain't 35 minutes a game. Put him on the bench. Find somebody else. Doesn't matter that he was picked seventh. Get him off the damn floor. That's the issue that you run into all the time. But Brad Holmes is a real GM. And Dan Campbell's a real head coach. And the guys that he goes out and selects to be his assistants are real football players. You could have lined up our coaching staff 11 on 11, and they would have whacked everybody else in the league, coaching staff-wise, not actual players. Our guys are old, relax. But I took this as a great sign, and I'm seeing all over the internet one Instagram post about will he be a starter week one, and a bunch of people in the comments arguing about, like, this guy's a waste of a pick. You drafted for depth. You have to continue to see the forest from the trees. You have to be able to solidify a linebacking position that you believe where a guy could turn into Zach Thomas. And you could have him not just for this year. If he didn't start a single game this year, but in three, four, five years going into that extension, you realize that you have Luke Keekley and you're going to re-up on him. Is that not a good thing? Why would you draft the first rounder for development? Bro, if you are drafting at any position in any round and that player is as good as he's ever going to be when you drafted him, that ain't a good player. This is the National Football League. Everybody's got to improve year over year or you are going to be out of the league. That's the way this works. NFL, not for long. Hour number two is now. I'm getting fired up. Blood pressure. See, that's what happens. So now I got to defend Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. It's like when somebody tried to challenge me about Steve Eiserman. I put my hands up, right? That left hand was floating. I stick some jabs. Hour two next. X and Bros, Michigan Sports Network.